to the Save Room Review, the only gaming podcast that reviews video games. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. There's none other. Get out of the way, kind of funny. Get get out of here. What's good who? What? Is that the only two that you know? Uh, I can name a few others. Name a few. Giant Bomb, Destructoid Podcast. Okay. Destructoid has a podcast? Yeah. I'm surprised they still have a site. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, they're the only one of, like, the quote-unquote big publications mm-hmm. that, like, whenever they do a tweet, it only gets, like, one like ever. It's a shame, too, because they yeah. were, like, one of the first, like, online gaming publications that I got into. They, that one, the guy that started was out of Florida, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So, we have some legacy there. And then I think I learned about, like, the angry video game nerd off of that. Who is that? Is that is that the guy that does the pocket protector thing and he's always in front of a wall of like NES games? Yeah, sometimes you'll see him do that. Is that okay? Like his his shtick <clears throat> was he would review old games that sucked and he would get mad about it. Fair. Yeah. All oh, right. Uh, Mac was on there. Sorry, Macaulay Culkin. Yes, I go by his influencer name. <laughs> oh, Mac. Mac. Yeah. He has a podcast now. I think it's called like the Bunny Ears Podcast. Yes. Which and is he, really weird. It's actually really funny though. He's is a it? good guy. He's a good guy. All right. We'll get him on the show one day. Right. Hey, Mac. What do you know about Resident Evil Three? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Daniel, today's very special review is of Capcom's seminal remake of Resident Evil Three. It came out April third and it took me until like april 4th to platinum it <laughs> you did it on monday right you're, you're oh mr factual comes yeah, let, over here right? i'll pull up the trophy ta- uh, timestamps. <laughs> yeah all right hang on we gotta log on real quick <laughs> yeah um so if you didn't know it is a follow-up to last year's remake of resident evil 2 mm-hmm. that saw the series go back to its roots but with a fresh new third person take um and it's so this one's a little strange right if you i i know i'm pretty sure i've talked about it on the mm-hmm. show before but the legacy of the original resident evil 3 nemesis for the playstation one was that it wasn't intended as a sequel to part mm-hmm. two it was intended as a way for capcom to make more money <laughs> and you almost yeah. get the same sense of that here kind of yes <laughs> and in fact it is the truest remake in mm-hmm. that sense so it was actually meant to be a spin-off starring jill valentine and it was something called biohazard last escape mm-hmm. it kept that name in japan by the way oh cool and And it got retooled about halfway through its development where they were just like, fuck, we owe another number title to Sony, Mm -hmm. you know, because Code Veronica was intended to be the true sequel that carried on with plot threads from part two, including Mm -hmm. Claire Redfield's quest to stop Umbrella. Mm -hmm. But uh, they pivoted around that, added some new sections to it, and were like, here's Resident Evil 3, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people... I don't know. People have a mixed response to part three here and there. Some people love the shit out of it. Some Mm -hmm. people remember it exactly for what it was, which was a briefer, much more Mm action-focused follow-up to RE2. But historically, it is the lesser loved of the two. Of the... Out of part two and part three? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but people fight for that nemesis, right? Because that was the true innovation, this pursuer enemy that shows up. We got a little taste of that in the original... Uh, Resident Evil 2 with Mr. X shows up in scripted parts, but Nemesis shows up randomly. And Nemesis will chase your ass down through environments, which is something that zombies couldn't do. They couldn't beat down mm. doors, right? Yeah, yeah. They were caught in their own loading Yeah, like they shuffle. had their zones. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with the remakes now, you almost see the swap uh-huh. with the um, AI system of Nemesis in that fashion of like, okay... In the original, right? He chased you wherever. This game, not so much. It is a little bit more scripted. Whereas Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 Remake, 
has that free roaming tear where he can chase you anywhere mm-hmm. um and so i mean we'll get into that but i i would say that's that's the biggest difference mm-hmm. um in that nemesis is much more scripted than he ever was even in the 1999 original game mm-hmm. which will become is probably a big disappointment for people Honestly, because mr x was brilliant in the it remake. was a huge disappointment for me yeah. hearing what i had heard from you and and kind of seen in your in your uh your let's plays over at twitch.tv slash the red herb when you've been uh, streaming Resident Evil 3 proper, the original, um, on your survival horror Sundays that you would do. Nemesis seemed like this unrelenting force, and I was looking forward to that evolution of what Resident Evil 2 Remake had done with the director system because it was fucking brilliant. And here it's just so watered down. Like mm-hmm. all of his scenes are very scripted, and he only really chases you in one main environment, which was kind of a letdown. So what you end up with is, at a high level, a product, much like its 1999 original, is a kind of rushed Mm follow-up that got not very much time to develop, or in development. So this was definitely simultaneously developed while 2 was in development, right? Apparently, Mm -hmm. there's some crisscross applesauce happening there, and it's a different development team. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the team that brought us part 2. So the biggest difference, if you don't know, is that, yes, this is a horror game, but this Mm -hmm. is an action horror game. Where, as you could say, Part 2 Remake was a through-and-through survival horror game. Mm -hmm. Slower burn, and biggest, biggest thing, it had one centralized environment that you would explore and go through Mm -hmm. in a very kind of, uh, I guess, modern-day example is Metroid, you know, Metroidvania. Yeah, Yeah, the the RPG was definitely like a Metroidvania environment. Right, and there is while there is some backtracking in Remake 3... It mm. mostly just pushes you through environments from one set piece to another until you get to the end of the game. It's an action game. I wouldn't say there's really any backtracking. Like, you go through, mm. like, Raccoon City, that's, like, the main area maybe once through. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a disappointment, too, because the demo showed off, like, the Raccoon City street, and it was like, oh, this is a bigger open yeah. environment. I wonder how much of Raccoon City I can explore. And the answer is, just that part. Just that part. Just that part. <laughs> that's it. Everything else is, like, very, very um, corridor-based mm-hmm. and quick and, yeah. But I would say before we get into nitty-gritty details, I wanted to get your, just at a, uh, at a high level, mm-hmm. how did you like this game by itself? Let's not do the RE2 thing. By itself, how do you like Resident Evil 3? I mean, I can't give a, just a review in a bubble like that, right? Because yeah. this game is nothing without the predecessor. Even mm-hmm. if I was looking at the original 3 against 2. But I will I will do my best to kind of give my high-level impressions without leaning too hard on, like, why I love 2 so much more. But um, Yeah, I don't want this to become like, oh, but 2 did this and 2 did that. Like, no, 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 let's look at this as a product. But yeah, 2 informs what happened here, sure. for sure. As somebody who hasn't played the original Resident Evil 3, I think it, from what I understand, is a very good adaptation and kind of ground up remake and reimagining of the original. Some people will fight that. Some people will say, hey, they cut out these environments. It's not what I wanted. It doesn't capture the same feel. But I think in terms of that evolution, that that stepping stone from survival horror to the more action-based thing, this game pivots in a way that kind of evolves it and makes sense. I had a really great time with it. It was one of those games where, much like 2, and much like I'm doing with Final Fantasy VII Remake now, where like I sat down with it for a whole fucking day and didn't want to stop playing. Mm-hmm. I beat it in one sitting, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, well, it's also short, but like I just didn't want to stop playing it. Oh yeah, fair warning. RE3 Remake is a far shorter yeah. experience than... People are already calling RE2 a short experience. Mm-hmm. Nah, baby. This one's a short yeah, one. Yeah, I think my first final clock 
was around like six hours. And that's because I was like kind of just taking my time, smelling the roses and trying to get every collectible. Smelling the roses in a city filled with rotting corpses. But I mean, I I enjoyed my time with it. I think the stuff that um, RE2 Remake put in place in terms of like the evolved inventory system and the third person perspective, the way you're able to kind of move through environments and progress feels very smart. I was just kind of let down by the lack of puzzles, the lack of backtracking and the way that the the environments really are kind of one and done, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like the RPD is the setting where you start in it and it's horrible and you progress through it and you get a a feeling for it and you feel kind of like, okay, I'm equipped to face the horrors in the next room. And then you leave and come back and it's recontextualized or like there's something there that wasn't there before that makes it more harrowing. And this game doesn't do that because it's so concerned with being this more high octane approach of like, okay, well, we have this main story. We got to get you from set piece to set piece to set uh-huh. piece. And it isn't in that same overt way that like RE4 does it or the later action titles do. It's still like in measured doses, but like it really isn't concerned with you like learning an environment and kind of like replaying through it and, you know, finding things within it. Cause it's like, that's not what the environments were treated as. And that, that was kind of disappointing for me. Um, the lack of puzzles, super disappointing. There's like one and a half barely yeah the puzzle is look at this thing on the wall and that's Mm. the answer and just plug it into a machine Mm -hmm. like it's just like oh okay yeah but in terms of everything else like i think that um (laughs) the evolution of nemesis design throughout the game is fucking disgusting and brilliant and i love a lot of what they did with it um i love jill in this game she is a bona fide badass so much sass so much character and like the script does her so much justice Um, And I really love being in control of her in every story point that you can, because like, I, I'm more concerned with how she reacts to the world than I ever was with Carlos, to be honest. Carlos is a non-entity in this game. And that is, Mm -mm. I I don't know. I, I, it's kind of emblematic of the rest of the game where it's like, just give me a little bit more and it would have done it so much more justice. Like just give me a little more characterization with Carlos for me to understand why Mm -hmm. he's there. And then I would have been really into his character. Otherwise he's just kind of annoying. (laughs) Yeah. He's super obtrusive. He just has all these stupid, like offhand remarks to Jill. I mean, we'll get into that that shit. We're we're, we're deep diving. I'm just saying like characterization wise, I really love what they did with Jill. I think they did her justice for somebody who is such a beloved kind of, flagship character for the franchise like i feel like this is the most fleshed out she's ever been mm-hmm. and i mean i still have a bad experience well bad taste in my mouth left over from re5 where she was a fucking like skin tight wetsuit back flipping ninja which made no fucking sense yeah it was terrible for them to kind of i know i know they did her more justice in like revelations but like i do like that they kind of pulled it back and really treated her with such care you know somebody who survived the spencer estate and now has like ptsd as a result and like diving into the psychology of like what happened to her and how it affects her day to day now it's it's really fascinating you, like i didn't expect them to kind of do that at all i didn't get that impression that she had ptsd as much as she's just angry like angry at what happened to her what happened to the stars what happened to her friends like what, what gave you a sense that she has ptsd she has like these weird like hallucinations and like kind of flashbacks like where she's like imagining herself as a zombie you know she's oh, she's taking anxiety yeah, yeah. meds like 
there are things like that's true that's true she has a weird she has some bad dreams so like yeah you get a sense that yeah. like there is multifaceted impact right she's angry she's pissed at what fucking so you I, know, I, I was just wondering like you know she relative she walks into an alley and she sees sephiroth and i was like oh she has yeah, yeah. no no it's it's not final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake yeah. levels of exactly it, but um I, I mean otherwise i i like a lot of its approach i i'm happy that the action wasn't doled out in like quick time events like you know yeah. the later ones no would do like i'm out here punching a boulder a lot of the action is very tastefully done mm-hmm. in cutscenes, of which there are far too many but like i still really like it and i think the game escalates in a way that makes sense for what it's supposed to be so yeah yeah i think it makes sense yeah. i think overall for me i'm satisfied with the product but i of course, in comparison to Resident Evil 2, it's mm-hmm. just like this... Oh, no, you can't compare them. They can't you compare, can't compare them, them. You can't compare, you can't compare them. them. Sorry. Well, I just mean to say, like, oh, <laughs> but this this game did this better. I just mean as as a follow-up, it's not a satisfying follow-up because that's not what it is. It's not a successor yeah. to Resident Evil 2. In fact, it's more of an add-on <laughs> to Resident Evil 2. It's, it, an, it's an additive adventure that just like the original was. Like, that's what I'm trying to get through to well, people's heads. So it really does feel like that majora's mass to ocarina feel where it's like they mm-hmm. were kind of developed within the same development cycle you could tell a lot of the assets were reused a lot of the environments were reused i'm seeing zombies that i saw in the last game i'm seeing fucking yeah. like posters and set dressings and this and that and it's like you really tell that they like just kind of took what they had and just maybe slightly altered it for this there's game. these assets <laughs> like um there's these fucking collection of books that include uh creators rights yeah. and what is it wartime, wartime photography journalism <laughs> Yeah. photojournalism has been present since resident evil 7 yeah. so it's like they have all these re engine assets that they just keep on reusing mm-hmm. throughout the games it's like over and over that fucking bolt cutter has gotten the most play <laughs> out of it. it is the most recurring character in resident evil history mm-hmm. for some fucking reason right but um i don't mind the fact that there's like recycled assets to it i think it would almost fuck up some of the continuity if there wasn't assets that were like consistent between two and three because that's what it is it takes place in this concurrently in the same timeline as Mm -hmm. that what is weird is fighting the same zombies as part two you're just like wait a second yeah the same like the the same fat cop shows up the same fat cop the same asian zombie the same all of them really yeah Yeah, where like this one's wearing flannel today (laughs) you're like wait a second i've I've killed you 15 times dude is this city filled with cousins the one that fucks me up is the beef jerky legged zombie where she has like the red raw legs and she's wearing like jean shorts and the fucking flannel and i'm like i'm seeing you everywhere yeah she just shows up (laughs) everywhere like i'm saying it's a city of kissing cousins (laughs) that's raccoon city right i i actually i still love the game yeah i love just taking it as it is by itself as an action horror game i think it's a really successful action horror mm-hmm. game because like you said it doesn't do stupid quick time events and shit like that it here's the sin during boss fights some games do where they introduce a mechanic that nothing in the game prepared you for to mm-hmm. fight a boss this game doesn't do that mm-hmm. this game goes hey you remember how to shoot that's what you got to do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying there are some interesting like pivots around like using a certain weapon type like mm-hmm. using the mine thrower or i should say the, the grenade launcher the grenade launcher yeah. with the mines when you're fighting nemesis mm-hmm. but um I, I i like the game for what it is again it is not like this expansion or 
revitalization of the ideas that part two set forth in fact all it is is like literally let's look to the left of what re2 does mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, let's let's actually remember those fun action bits in mm-hmm. re2 what if the whole game was action is basically what they've asked themselves yeah in in terms of it being a faithful remake where do you sit nope. on, on the side of history just no. no yeah okay just no um it has it has like the set dressing of resident evil 3 nemesis mm-hmm. but it, the dna of it is not quite there it's it's different i would even argue as action-based as the original nemesis game was um it still was survival horror here mm-hmm. and there right it still had the slow burn moments where you're going through exploring the environment and of course solving puzzle after puzzle mm-hmm. those are fucking gone it was like somebody went in there and was like i'm fucking bored and like threw out the puzzles because they're like, fuck it more shooting it's funny i go back and i listen to like other like podcasters like review on re3 and they're like yeah i'm happy the puzzles are gone because that was my least favorite part of re2 remake and i'm like are you kidding me yeah i'm just like do you not like resident evil <laughs> Like what? At that point, that, that's a part of it, right? And mm-hmm. I, I still submit though, some of the best puzzles were in seven. Those were cool. Yeah, like a, a very nice mixture of environmental puzzle with like you know the archaic like you know flip a lever kind of. Yeah, puzzles. they do some like shadow puzzles too, where you have to kind of rotate pieces to Bring make them the match like a shadow imprint. Yeah. Bring back the shadows, where I get a little statue of Brian Irons that I have to like yeah. you know play with. Like I was hoping for some more of that, but that's mm-hmm. all gone. Right? Yeah, let me let me rotate Wesker's head until it makes a fucking pumpkin. You gotta find his sunglasses and yeah. put it on there. <laughs> Boom! Opens up a door, <laughs> like that kind of shit. Because um, that to me that is like the heart of Resident Evil mm-hmm. is like those stupid puzzles and hard fights and inventory management. Mm-hmm. This game distills it down to just like the greatest hits of killing cool creatures mm-hmm. and um running through familiar environments right yeah but in comparison to the original there are things like you said are cut there is an entire environment um that takes place in a park that's cut mm-hmm. and then there's a pretty substantial clock tower environment that is distilled down to literally one boss fight in this game yeah it's like off in the distance yeah it's in the background looking at you winking at you and shit um but they did do some like the new additions to this game are actually some of my favorites Mm -hmm. um nest 2 that is not something that's present in the original game whatsoever it is amazing to have that connection to umbrella because instead you go to this place called like the dead factory okay where it's like basically near the sewers and there's just like random bow bodies chilling there and you're like "Eh, that's it's not as thrilling as being in an umbrella facility this is cool because it is like a connective tissue between two remake exactly three where it's like two set up nest one and like you can tell some of the, the assets are reused in Nest 2 and 3. Let me say. But, like, it is different. That is the most... Ex- I gotta say, that is the most successful uh, recycling of assets I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, let's take the big Nest core mm-hmm. and just make it, like, yellow and grungy and, mm-hmm. like, more in tune for what we're doing here. And I was just like, this is really cool. It's familiar but haunting. Well, they're still different, right? Because yeah. 2's Nest had, like, more of a feel of, like, okay, we had the ivy. It's kind of overrun. There's vegetation. Uh, there's like plant monsters all throughout where it's this is like it's oddly more clinical yeah and the the things you're doing within it are very different yeah it it, the facility scene there's something a little more industrial about it it's almost like that one feels like an assembly line while the other one feels like r&d yeah that's the cool difference between the two Mm -hmm. um and that's how it would be in like modern american settings or wherever where if you had like similar facilities they would have a similar like structure and feel but just different production means yeah exactly why are you gonna (laughs) remake a new facility every time that's just bad architecture you know what i'm saying (laughs) this mcdonald's is a palace this mcdonald's (laughs) is a shoe store i don't know what that means but anyway but overall i like the game because the 
again, the gameplay is so fucking satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's good action. Like, I, it's good third-person gunplay. I'm glad they didn't change anything about the, the gameplay. And they only kind of enhanced it in little ways. Like exactly, Like, giving yeah. you, like, sights or giving you cool upgrades. Yeah, and um, and to be honest, even though the, some of the Nemesis encounters are scripted, it's still fun to mm-hmm. me. And the biggest addition... I know, it happened to I made a face, because I don't think the scripted ones are fun. I think the boss fights with Nemesis are Okay, the boss fights are, are amazing. amazing. But I still like the yeah. chase. I still like it. I like being chased by Nemesis, man. It's fucking great. <laughs> and then being able to turn around and fight back. Mm-hmm. When you actually like play the game over and over again and like get the unlocks and shit mm-hmm. and turn around and for the first time like shoot him in the fucking chest with a mm-hmm. shotgun, that feels great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he has like a similar design where Mr. X, when he chases you through the RPD, you can kind of shoot him in the head, kind of immobilize him. He'll kind of take a knee. Nemesis has like a little like heart container. That mm-hmm. if you, like, shoot it, it, like, electrifies him. And, like, he'll go through two phases. Like, he'll take a knee, like, mid-phase, and then he'll get back up. But if you hit him, like, enough times, he'll, like, raise his fucking hands to the heavens. <laughs> and you have, like, a, a free period to, like, kind of move on where he won't, like, pursue you anymore. Yeah. Until he does again. Yeah, exactly. Know? It's like a, it's a quick getaway. Yeah. is nice. I, again, there's things that make this game really, really work for me. And mm-hmm. that's why I think overall it's still good product. But, yeah, there's pratfalls to it where it's just, like... This isn't quite a good, um, it's not a good successor, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not something that's like, oh, you're furthering the ideas that RE2 set out. It's like, no, in fact, a lot of ways you're kind of regressing on those ideas. Nemesis being mm-hmm. a big instance of that. Yeah, where it's like, Mr. X was so groundbreaking with a lot of what it did. And Nemesis, it's like, I honestly did not like most of my encounters with him because it's like, mm the the pressing threat of him like chasing you cool he's fast he comes up on you really quick he'll grab you he'll fucking punch you like he's aggressive and then when you do get ground from him he literally like clears the entire level jumps in front of you and then fucking tentacle whips you yeah you know and it's just like it isn't balanced in a way that like made sense at all yeah i I would say to that point too um i feel like mr x was this presence that would force you to reevaluate what you were trying to do mm-hmm. where it's like hey i'm going to try to go solve this puzzle or i need to go grab this item and then mr x fucking ducks his stupid ass head yeah. and you're just like can't go there now mm-hmm. whereas nemesis i'm just like yeah you're in my way and you are far more aggressive mm-hmm. i'm still gonna get to point b yeah. regardless which i guess <laughs> it's a good thing that they didn't give you more puzzles to kind of work through in that main raccoon city area because it would have made it a pain in the ass yeah for sure <laughs> For sure. Um, but I do like that environmentally. This is the one thing that I think the game does smartly because it is more action based. They give you environmental items and things that you can kind of destroy. Kind of, like, that, and that's a callback to the original yeah. as well. So, like the red barrels. Boom. Red barrels and like yeah. the little um, generators where you shoot them and electricity comes out and it yeah. kind of like paralyzes <laughs> them in place. So, that's helpful. Like, there are things yeah. that you can kind of use to your advantage, which yeah. is nice. So, I, I want to. So, like, we're already deep diving into this. I, I want. To basically, let's. I want to focus on the successful elements mm-hmm. of it, and then we can talk about like the more because we've already did a good portion of it. But yeah. I do want to talk about like here's where it could have been better. Okay. Like in my idea for what like what sure. the remake I wouldn't want to see in this, but, but spoiler would, territory. Too. This is all spoiler territory okay, cool. going forward, friends. So Boom. so you know we both recommend it, but keep in mind you're not gonna. It's not the same hearty meal that RE2 is. Mm-hmm. That's my. That's actually my fucking one line review. <laughs> you'll you'll have fun. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but you'll have a weekend's worth of fun. Not yeah. a not a whole year of conversation about how successful RE3 was. Yeah, and there's <laughs> I don't think this is 
going to be in anybody's talk for like game of the year like re2 remake was yeah no i i could already almost guarantee it won't be my game of the year this year it's reviewing very weekly too across the board which is it's mixed yeah like i'm seeing sixes sevens i very rarely have seen like anything like close to a 9.5 or 10 and that and that speaks to kind of the problem that the the series has had for years which is capcom goes in one direction with the action and Mm -hmm. then capcom goes in another direction with the horror and you have one camp that really likes one over the other sure and despises like one or the other basically Mm -hmm. and that's always been this weird kind of split for this franchise and i think re2 was the perfect mix of both where it's like, hey, it's fun fighting zombies, but it's also great being scared. It's also mm-hmm. great about doing the subtle. Yeah. Like, it was the perfect mix of everything we love about the franchise. So that's why anything that deviates is going to be a disappointment. I would say this is a pretty good balance, too. But I was far less scared or far less tense in this game than I, I was in 2. I was tense. I don't think it was scary. Yeah. Never was there a moment in this game... And this, this is just like part four, five, and six. Did I ever like stop and go, I'm afraid going into the next room? No, I'm going to go blast whatever's I, fucking face in the next room. I would say parts of the sewers where you get introduced to like the the hunter gammas. Mm-hmm. And then parts of Nest 2 are pretty kind of, they get really tense. Substation I, gets a little fucky. I actually love the substation. Substation too. As short as it is. Had they not like kind of already previewed the um, Pale Boys to us in RE2's No Way Out mode... I would have been far less prepared for them. Actually, Ghost Survivors. Was it Ghost Survivors? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, No Way Out was like one of the last things that came out for Ghost Survivors, but like uh, they debuted the Pale Heads in one, and actually when you play as a mayor's daughter is when they debut. Cool. So I forgot about that entirely. Because I don't play those either. Yeah. I just play No Way Out. (laughs) But had I not anticipated them being in this game, and I think it's totally cool that they are. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's probably one of the smartest things that they did where we were talking about, hey, like, do a patch or a new mode for RE2 Remake where these are in it. But instead, they're just like, no, we're just going to put them in three. And it was really cool. But, like, I had already had some exposure to them. But first time seeing them, like, I imagine they're so terrifying for people because they're disgusting. You don't really know how to, like, kind of encounter them or what to do with them. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, as a whole, definitely not a scary game. <laughs> Definitely not a scary game. Yeah. In fact, to your point about the... I, I wasn't even afraid of the Pale Heads when they showed up here. I thought it was a cool surprise they were here. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Jill's a fucking force of nature. She is super cop. Yeah. People call her super cop throughout the yeah. game. So it's like the moment you see one, it's just like, hey, meet my Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's done and you move on, right? But um, I like the element of empowerment because I think the action is very good in this mm-hmm. game. In fact, Capcom fucking just transplant this gameplay and put dinosaurs in it and you're already halfway through a dino crisis just remake dino crisis just do that right we we say that every episode even the fucking the hunter um gammas have Mm -hmm. dinosaur legs and it's just like they do what it would be like (laughs) so let's talk about that my my favorite thing is the fact that it isn't um totally adherent to what part three was Mm -hmm. it introduces new enemies like we talked about the pale heads come back Mm -hmm. as a cool callback to the remake of part two and then it introduces this creature called the Hunter Gamma, which yeah. is a like a weird prototype version of what became the Hunters we see in the original Resident yeah. Evil game. And they are fucking weird. These mandible, disgusting creatures with giant heads that can swallow you in one bite. Yeah, don't get too close because they will fuck you up in the most gruesome death animation where like you get snapped backwards in half. 
Right. Oh, yeah. it's so fucking it's horrible. Wild. But yeah, there are these bipedal things that you see primarily in the, in the sewers. sewers. Yeah. Um, and it's around that time you get the grenade launcher, so you feel equipped enough to like take them down. But like encountering them is no joke, and like their design is so disgusting and so cool. I I like that they're an enemy that requires you to use a certain weapon because they're super flammable. Mm-hmm. And like even the reports in the game, like I love I love the files. The files are so good this time around. Like mm-hmm. one guy was talking about how they released all the hunter uh gammas into the sewers and like he was in love with them like yeah was, they were his little babies there is little babies and they're just like too bad umbrella brass hates them because they're super flammable and you're just yeah. like thanks for the tip yeah good tip man <laughs> thanks, thanks jim <laughs> and then um i really like what they did with nemesis i at first i was weird about his new design because mm-hmm. they made him um 40 teeth <laughs> oh he's all teeth he's all teeth but like when you see it in action I really like the whole garbage bag experimental. We're just trying to keep in whatever's going on underneath his like butcher suit. Yeah. Like the initial reveal of him, like when you're in Jill's apartment and he breaks through the wall and you see him for the first time, you don't even see his face completely. Like it's Mm -hmm. just covered in this black, like clinical garbage bag. And he's just hunting you through it. And then as you do more damage, like his full design gets revealed and, it doesn't stop there. Like, I really do love how they kind of evolve it and make him more grotesque as he takes more damage and becomes more aggressive. What, what's <laughs> funny is you even get it in the files and um, another character mentions this where it's like, it, it isn't that you're making him more unstable. It's that he's evolving because of your actions. Yes. And I thought that was the craziest thing where it's just like, dude, this thing is meant to continually evolve until it destroys its enemy. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. They also introduced this idea that um, he's basically a tyrant mm-hmm. that they threw what is a Las Plagas like parasite mm-hmm. from Resident Evil 4 into, into its body tyrant. to control yeah. it. And I was just like, what? You're tying in the whole mythos That here. was really cool, actually. That that one file log that kind of like revealed that, I was like, holy shit. I was like, what? I love the fact that this is really a celebration of like so many different continuities mm-hmm. and lore of Resident Evil in the one. There's callbacks to the fucking novelization of the original game here. Where? Um, th- so the whole uh, Carlos's unit, the UBCS, mm-hmm. where, uh, I was talking to you offline about this, but basically the ubcs is a group of mercenaries a task force an umbrella sends in to clean up their do dirty work essentially mm-hmm. but the people that they choose typically are on the fringes of society either they have former military experience or something like that but mm-hmm. they fucked up or they are thrown in jail one character uh in the game basically gunned down a bunch of gangbangers mm-hmm. and was thrown in the prison, but those gangbangers killed his brother. So okay. that's why he went on like a fucking dirty, hairy revenge quest. Mm. So these people have nowhere else to go in life and they're perfect for Umbrella's uh, little little mercenary program. Mm-hmm. And that is something that comes from like context from the novels. Mm. And I was just like, what is this doing here? That's really cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch anything like that. I did like the little tie-ins like to the other games. Like, when you go to Nest 2 and you see, like, the rejected abominations of, like, other tyrant models. That was so Like, dope. in the test tubes. Like, this is really cool. Like, you see all the successful, like, hunter betas on one wall. And then, like, these malformed tyrants. And it's yeah. like, wow, this is fucking awesome. And, like, Jill reacts to it, too, which is really cool. She knows what it is. Yeah. I really love that... I wish they went into it a little bit more about the fact that she is a survivor of the Spencer yeah. mansion, but there are files in the game where she kind of talks about how she's paranoid that she's infected with the T-virus. Mm-hmm. And 
it's it's a concept that's never like even struck me where she thinks they don't understand the virus enough mm-hmm. when they survive that they still wonder how long is it going to take to turn them mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh shit and so that plays into her fears about becoming a zombie that yeah. they showed at the beginning of the game and all that shit and i'm like wow <laughs> also shout out to the fucking first person segment that the game kicks off with where you just like relaxing in her you're just in her apartment like, I was just like, dude, this is super RE7 here. This yeah. is pretty fucking great. Like, why not use that first-person perspective, especially if, like, it's a very... Our engine could do it. Yeah, it's a very reeled-in opening segment that's really cool, because, like, you're just in Jill's apartment. You're looking at what her life has been since the events of the Spencer Mansion. Yeah. And, like, seeing... She has, like, this fucking... It reminds me of Charlie Day in the one episode of It's Always Sunny, where he's, like... For Pepe, for Pepe, Pepe Silva. Silva. She's got this fucking conspiracy board, like, tying, like, umbrella to, like, the events of this and that, and it just like you're really obsessing over this because yeah. you know so, you know something corrupt has happened and you want to get to the bottom of it <laughs> what's what's really cool about that thing is is it does bridge the gap because like for a lot of people this is the first time they might be meeting jill they don't know why she's important can you just so people know can you lay down the timeline of like re1 re2 and re3 like where re2 and re3 kind of overlap a little bit yeah so all of the games take place in 1998 when this event occurred although i will say the game this game doesn't really go out of its way to make you feel like you're in the 90s as much as part two does (laughs) yeah but whatever um so what happened so july 1998 is when the stars unit which is the special sorry special tactics and rescue squad which is uh, Raccoon City Police Department's mm-hmm. SWAT team is the best way that I can put it. They investigate reports of cannibals in the Arkley Mountains, and they end up at an estate called the Spencer Estate. Mm-hmm. And they find out that it's actually a facade for this gigantic underground laboratory that is a monster house uh, mm-hmm. run by a company called Umbrella. This is all familiar, right? Yes. But then we get past the summer and we get toward October. Mm-hmm. This virus has broken out that turns people into zombies. And RE3 takes place at the uh, end of September, which is a day before Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. and then also takes place a after. day after Resident Evil 2. It's, it's, it's a weird thing, but they run concurrently and then after, mm-hmm. basically. And you get some cool narrative beats with that, too. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of suspiciously like a, a spinoff and not a sequel <laughs> in that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> just just laying it out there so for the most part though do you feel like the game does jill's story in that world justice with like some of the returning cast and her interplay with carlos and you know her sneaking suspicions or knowledge even at this point of what umbrella's doing well like you said i really love how they portray her in this game mm-hmm. like this this hardened survivor the stars have been discredited by mm-hmm. Umbrella. They own this fucking town. The RPD have rejected them. In fact, everyone thinks they're goddamn liars about what happened in the mountains, mm-hmm. you know? And then the other shoe drops. The town suffers an outbreak. People are dying. So a population of 100,000 people turn into 100,000 fucking zombies. Mm-hmm. And she's just there going, I told you so, but it doesn't matter. We got to fucking get out, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. Um, I really like that interpretation of her. I like the way that she reacts to other characters. I really, really love... Carlos only matters because of Jill's reaction to him. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I'm here with the Umbrella Security Squad. And she's like, are you fucking kidding? Is like the best line in the game. Are you, why well, second best line? Mm-hmm. When she says, bitch can't swim when Nemesis jumps into the water. That's a good one too. That's the best line. Or like, game. you want stars, I'll show you fucking stars. That's from the original game, by the that's way. That's a good one. Actually, that's the last line that she says to Nemesis in the original game. I'll show you stars. And then in this one, she's like, take the fucking hint. That's, she has a <laughs> lot of great one-liners. She is... 
there, there's a scene where Uber like Carlos gives her like a um, yep. a walkie-talkie to like tell her like okay this you need to like communicate with me over this and she's like i know what a walkie-talkie is yeah exactly. like, i love the way that she quips she has so much personality yeah. in this game right and that's what i love about the remix they went back and were like hey remember our fucking uh polygon stick figures from mm-hmm. these games they're actually people now yeah. you know which is pretty cool i mean it's still like um wh- how would you call it like high tier b horror writing mm-hmm. but the writing's still pretty good to be honest with it's you. honestly like what we're kind of seeing with final fantasy 7 remake yes. where that same thing where it's like dated dialogue and it's like okay polygonal characters but then it's like they evolved it to kind of like be a like kind of like otaku manga writing but it's really well done like it's really snappy dialogue yeah. here and there so i like that but when it, when it comes to like her plight i wish they went Maybe a little harder. Like, I wouldn't have been mad if they just did, like, one flashback scene where she's, like, in her original Star's outfit, like, maybe fighting a tyrant or some shit that like that. That would have been cool. I just feel like they yeah. don't give her enough moments to recall it. Yes. Or even reference it to other people. Yeah, exactly. Because like, the only other survivor living in the city of the Arkley Mountain incident mm-hmm. is fucking Chicken Heart Vickers. Chicken Brad shit Vickers. Vickers, who was the pilot for the Alpha Team and fucking ding-dong ditch those sons of bitches (laughs) at that estate and so didn't even suffer the events of uh, resident evil one doesn't even know what really happened right yeah he shows up like Mm -hmm. that day basically and fucking wakes jill i'm like hey it's something crazy is happening we gotta go and yeah he's talking about he's shocked to see zombies there's this thing after us and she's like what the fuck are you talking and then he bursts through nemesis bursts through a fucking wall which is his favorite thing to do apparently Mm -hmm. actually all the cutscenes are really dope dude there's a lot of cutscenes. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. for a game that's so short, but like what you notice when you're speed running it too. Oh, exactly. Where it's like skip, 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 skip. fuck, skip, skip, but no, skip. The cutscenes and kind of action correlated cutscenes that you have with Nemesis, where like you're running from him, or when you're on the rooftop and like you see him walking towards you when you're in the car, right? No, and you do that kind of like Resident Evil Seven callback, where it's like, all right, fuck, all right putting it in a drive all right revving it up he's getting closer i'm gonna fucking run my car into him and he grabs it and you're kind of struggling yeah and then you end up fucking like boosting him off the roof and like it's just an interesting like if it were a movie my jaw would be like on the floor because my, my jaw, jaw was, was on, on the, the floor, floor. <laughs> yeah, jinx, jinx. like i was like holy shit dude this is nuts and it yeah. does it a lot with like the the integration of like the cutscenes to gameplay to actual like you know other stuff. yeah yeah so. yeah yeah for sure but like i Again, like, there's moments of brilliance where I'm just like, yeah, you guys are still remaking this right. Mm-hmm. I just wish that you gave this game a little more time to breathe and feel like a Resident Evil. A good mm-hmm. a good insta- or a good example of that is my favorite part in the game, honestly, maybe except for Ness 2, is the hospital sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't love playing as Carlos, but mm-hmm. I do love the fact that it was like, hey, here's this one centralized environment that you have to, like, go from door to door, figure mm-hmm. out which items you need to unlock shit, and then fight surprise enemies that weren't there before. I was yes. like, dude, this is super Resident Evil. Yes. <laughs> this is what I want, but more. And they're like, no, you get, like, maybe fucking 15 minutes of this. <laughs> it's actually more Resident Evil than the main Raccoon City area. Correct. Which <laughs> is such a sad thing to say, right? Yeah. Because the main Raccoon City area does have cool elements. Like, um, first of all, the game leans into the fact that Jill's the master of unlocking. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fucking things to unlock, mm-hmm. right? She's using a lockpick to, like, you know, open up doors or uh, packages and stuff. And I, to, to, to the game's credit, I do like that there's a lot of optional things to grab, like mm-hmm. upgrades for your weapons or my favorite thing that's from the original, do enough damage on Nemesis. He drops a fucking case. You open the case and you're like, oh, thanks for the extra clip here, uh, that's Nemesis. Cool. That's I didn't know that cool. was in the original. That was in the original. Yeah. If you do enough damage, he just does a... Uh, 
and then huh. he leans down uh takes a kneel for god yeah <laughs> and then you get other things too like the hip pouches are pretty nice that expand oh, your inventory let me let me tell you man there's 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 two things that really get me just uh just sexual in this life <laughs> right it's a little bit of side boob and seeing those hip pouches <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two favorite things. <laughs> goddamn, I get that. I see that hip pouch, and I'm just like the goddamn possibilities. Goddamn, that hip pouch to fucking bust <laughs> ratio is getting me nuts. And I, I do like that you can actually um, remove upgrades from your gun. Yes, because like some of the upgrades actually increase the inventory slots for your gun. Mm-hmm. Like the shotgun, for instance, yeah. will turn into two slots mm-hmm. if you add too many uh, upgrades to it, and then you're like, ah, uh, shit. Yeah, me... but luckily no weapon ever exceeds two slots. It's not like fucking RE4 where one gun takes up like half your inventory. <laughs> you, see, you see fucking Leon dragging it behind him <laughs> through the sewers like, oh, Ada, I'll catch up. <laughs> like, that's not gonna yeah. work, yeah. Um, I, I... <sighs> where am I going with this next? <laughs> Let me see. So let me talk to you about um, some one element that I do like that I think some other people weren't totally jiving on mm-hmm. um, are the boss fights. Primarily, you just fight one boss. His name mm-hmm. is Nemesis. Yes. But the way that he evolves is so cool. He turns into this dog form mm-hmm. eventually in the game, and you end up with, um, is it two? Yeah, two big arena fights with mm-hmm. him. And I really like the arena fights. To be I do too. I was uh, surprised by how well done they were. Because like the first few encounters, you're just running away from him. Yeah. You can mobilize him. Cool. The The first main one though is like you fight him on the rooftop and he has a rocket launcher. And she's like, what the fuck? This thing can use weapons? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, no, I, sorry. I no reaction to it. He doesn't have a rocket launcher. He has a flamethrower because he's basically been chasing you and kind of burning down like this construction building. And you fucking fight him with that. And then after that fight, like you kind of come across him later and then he chases you with a rocket launcher and he's like, fuck this guy again. But then that first big arena fight is outside of the clock tower where like. Rest he, in peace, clock tower. Rest in peace, REP. <laughs> we wish you could have been more, but you, you weren't. And I you had for you. You had this arena fight where he's evolved into the dog form and it is just such a cool design and like the way you take him down is really innovative Mm -hmm. kind of for the series because he does this crazy thing where like he starts um running around like the sides of buildings Mm -hmm. but if you're able to time your like grenade shots right Mm -hmm. you actually get him to fucking trip up and fall on the ground and you can take some extra damage and i'm just like dude there's something like classic about these boss fights they're Mm -hmm. simple and to the point but they're still a lot of fun because the gameplay's that fucking sound Mm -hmm. right um oh yeah that was my point from before so like i love the hospital being like this very old school resident evil feel Mm -hmm. that's why i was like dude it's so sad you took out the clock tower that was a chance to do another environment where it's like let me explore let me have my fun and then Mm -hmm. also give opportunities for nemesis to show up at different points that aren't just scripted right like because i really did want to be chased um everyone wants to be chased daniel it gets me horny (laughs) yeah it gets me horny side Mm -hmm. boob hip pouches being chased by a garbage man (laughs) (laughs) um and i I think that would have been really cool i think um i don't think the park environment was a big loss to be honest because that was actually a super brief part was it a zoo or was it a park no it wasn't a zoo i always confuse it with outbreak Uh, okay the the zoo was an outbreak um no it was actually a park and there was a boss called the gravedigger which was just a gigantic worm oh and actually they took some of the design from the gravedigger and that's how they made the hunter Hunter gamma okay yeah because it does the mandible face i mean that's cool that they kind of oh disgusting but it was like fighting a graboid from tremors how could you come on yeah give me that dlc capcom (laughs) but i'm not mad about what they did you know i i don't have any 
faithfulness to the original because i haven't played it but like that enemy design is smart and it's evolved and it's modern hell i like how they revitalized the normal hunters Mm -hmm. they were yo they were awesome in like modern day because we haven't fought a hunter in in any in the remakes yet Mm -hmm. right well except for part three there's only two remakes what am i doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah fighting the hunter was just like dude this is a modern way where like i had a moment where i said to myself yeah it wouldn't be stupid if they remade the remake of the original game yeah it wouldn't be stupid at this point this was crazy fighting a hunter where it's super fast and it can it can actually anticipate your shots yeah they juke you oh man (laughs) there were so many times where i like i launched a grenade and it just like went right past him and i'm just like oh bitch (laughs) that's that's why the hospital is one of my favorites because it is probably the scariest setting in a lot of ways and when they introduce the fucking hunter beta which like are these like upright bipedal fucking abominations that are faster than anything that you kind of encounter save for nemesis it's like it creates really interesting dilemma mean as fuck right yeah yeah oh so mean yeah now i want to talk about another cool callback to the original game because to be honest the new elements of this remake are some of my favorites but Mm -hmm. i do like that they go back to the rpd Mm -hmm. of course they had to right like that's it's historic it felt like coming home felt like coming home Mm -hmm. felt like coming i did that's a different conversation for some reason i you told me that they do it but i forgot and then they did it, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. But I didn't know that you... Well, I thought you went through as Jill, but then you told me, yeah, you do originally in the original in the remake. Game. Yeah, or sorry, original three, you go through as Jill. Actually, so. to be fair, one of the first environments you go to is the RPD in the original game is mm. Jill, and that's the first time you encounter Nemesis. Mm-hmm. So it felt like kind of big and important, mm-hmm. and Nemesis actually kills Brad Vickers there. Oh, shit. In the remake, Brad goes out as a hero very early in the game, and actually, you know what? I don't mind that they gave him like a little bit more of a... It wasn't like a bitch death, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But he does make... like here's where He I, died a hero. I love the writing there where he's just like, hey, do me a favor. Don't fuck up like I did. And then, like, you know, sacrifices himself for Jill. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, dude, finally. Brad got some respect after fucking, like, 20 years of being a bitch in this series. (laughs) Respect, Capcom. Respect, right? But um, you go to the RPD in the remake as Carlos. And you're hanging out with his boy Tyrell, who's Mm -hmm. another UBCS member. I like Tyrell. I love Tyrell's addition. Mm -hmm. He's very short, but he's, like, he's, like, a solid, like, character for some reason. Maybe a little more solid than Carlos, but we won't go there. Because Carlos is what? Basically, sounds like Keanu Reeves, looks too handsome, and has a Chia pet for a hair. His hair's the worst. It's crazy. God, God. Okay, so the RE engine does so many phenomenal things in terms of making things look grotesque or realistic or this or that. But for some reason, it loses the ability to make hair. It doesn't know how to do hair. Have any physics or any real realization to it so he ends up like um he (laughs) He looks like fucking uh andy cortez yeah he does he looks like uh somebody designed a latino based off a description of latino but has (laughs) never seen one themselves somebody tried to describe like like, yeah the hair is a little you know and they're like yeah i think i know what you're saying you know like uh, blind (laughs) contours no where it's the idea that you draw you're looking at the uh, like an image of something and you're drawing it while not looking at the actual like pad that you're drawing on. oh really so okay. yeah like i'm looking at an image on a tv but i'm drawing while looking away basically <laughs> that's how he was made yeah <laughs> i mean so carlos is again like i said he's not much of a character he's just he's just there he mm-hmm. makes a few quips he starts out by hitting on jill which is a little like much immediately like she talks about how she's being chased by nemesis and he's just like well isn't that what you like in a man a guy who won't give up and it's just like no no Jesus. carlos <laughs> no i got i gotta tell you the, the only reason umbrella picked him up he probably got me too back in the 90s basically <laughs> he was the first <laughs> and um 
you go to the RPD as him, and it's a very brief segment, yeah. but it, there are some really cool callbacks. Like, for instance, liquors mm-hmm. are in the RPD. Oh, that was so cool. Which were never in Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which is really neat. And um, I do I do like they explain some elements of the design of mm-hmm. RE2 where it's like, hey, this wall that was burst down. It was actually Carlos bursting through a wall with some C4. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, nice. Yeah. Or you see Marvin get bit. Yeah, it gives a lot of context to two, which is really neat. I that where this game does that, it probably shines the most, honestly. Yeah. Like recontextualizing two and making like filling in plot holes. I like him going to the RPD in some fashions where it's like he's not he's not of, you know, Raccoon City. He's from the UBCS. So he's like, yeah. what is this place? He questions a lot of it. And the way he interacts interacts with the environment is really cool. Like when he comes across like you know, the spade key door, the club key door. He, like, makes an off-cuff r- remark about, like, what? This is weird. Yeah, he goes, this is a weird fucking door. Yeah, or, like, when he goes into, like, the main room. I forget the name. Is it the West Office? And he sees the banner that says, like, Welcome Leon. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I bet you had a hell of a first day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love those connections, right? But it would have been so much more impactful for Jill to have those connections and for Jill to go through the environment. Yeah, wouldn't it be more interesting for Jill to revisit the star's office yeah. than Carl? Carlos just walking in and going like, what is this place? You know, it feels so nothing for him to be there that yeah. like a lot of it loses its depth. Yeah, exactly. So. so, you know, that's why I think the hospital thing was like cooler mm-hmm. with Carlos because yeah. that actually happened in the original game. Um, although they expanded on the hospital, which was mm-hmm. really cool. And maybe that's that's part of the disappointment, right? There's callbacks to the original because, of course, it's a remake. Mm-hmm. But like what Resident Evil 2 did was it expanded on every environment yeah. that was there this game reduces some environments. So it's like, it's almost like head scratching where it's like, dude, did you need another year? Or was mm-hmm. Capcom just like, whatever, just pump it out. We have all the assets, just pump it out. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have minded if they took another like six months to a year to really make, you know, give some environments more life or add more puzzles or do this and that, make it more faithful. Cause it does feel like this kind of like, push and pull tug of war in some areas where it's like okay well we made this area bigger but we took it from there yeah <laughs> you know yeah so that's 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 where it gets a little confusing i think otherwise like a as a vision of, of an action game like i still think it's a successful action horror game because mm-hmm. there's been worse examples sure especially in this franchise by the way yeah <laughs> you know oh i don't want to say that don't say it okay good don't you dish on our i was gonna say there might be like more bad resident evil games than good ones if you if you walk outside the mainline games, yeah. that's an absolute fact. Yeah. In fact, a bad Resident Evil game comes with this good one. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into Project Resistance, which is the multiplayer game that nobody wanted. I love you still call it Project Resistance. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's a better name, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't even, like, Resident Evil Resistance, it's so much. You're making me go, ruh, 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 ruh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying the name, right? Like, Resident Evil Revelations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many v's and res? It looks good on paper, but it didn't translate well to English. Just like the concept of that game. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, let me let me ask you, so what are what are like the, the top highlights in this game for you? I, th- I like what are the moments where you're just like, I'm having my absolute best time with this? Top five highlights for me. The scene on the roof with Jill, that's the callback to RE7 was really cool. I that was a fucking blast, such oh, a thrill. Also, a uh, shout out to that music spike when you first look up at Nemesis. Yeah. It sounds like fucking Boom. disaster piece. Yeah, soundtrack. like it feels like like a very crazy like horror movie moment. Yeah. It's so like awesome. cinematic and neat. Yeah. So that was really cool. The clock tower fight is really awesome where like he kind of like falls into the water and then he jumps up onto the bridge as this fucking mutated dog. 
I really like the sewers in the hospital and Nest 2 is like some of my favorite call-out settings. And then the two arena fights in the hospital or the Nest 2 are fucking amazing. Like the first arena yeah. fight and then the last fight with Nemesis is fucking bonkers wild. It's really it, it's almost like fighting the alien queen, right? Like yes. when when Ripley's fighting uh, the alien queen at the end of Aliens, that's what it was like. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this is insane because you do not get a fight like that in the original game." No, just, you don't. He just turns into like a weird pussy blob that you shoot a couple of times and that's the end of the game. Yeah. This was like, "Oh shit, I got a legit fight with this motherfucker." Like, honestly, like every Resident Evil game like the last boss fight is like okay the the penultimate second to last one is usually the harder one and mm-hmm. then you get some op weapon to take out like tyrant on the roof or like when i think of re7's last boss fight where you're fighting this monster wall with like a grenade launcher it's like it's whatever right yeah but like this one is cool because like you do have the railgun which is super op but like you can't use it all at once so like you get one good use out of it it fucking blasts them and then you have this classic resident evil boss fight where it's like here are all these open pustules that are weak points that you have to fucking take down and then in between doing that you have to push these fucking power cores <laughs> in to recharge the railgun to get the final blow and it's a cool boss fight I got to tell you, there's no better way to rec- reconcile the action Resident Evil games with the classic ones mm-hmm. than give me a boss where you got to shoot nodes. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's totally from RE4, mm-hmm. 5, 6, and all that shit. Yeah, that one was that one was super dope. And yeah. then, then, of course, RPD was mm-hmm. was great. Um, great I love callback. The little, the little cross-section that they did and not letting you go everywhere was a, a smart decision. And yeah, just experiencing it for the first time as Carlos is, is kind of... It's neat. It's lesser, obviously, but um, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of what that did, so. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> some of my favorite elements, and I'm surprised we didn't cover this, one of my favorite elements was something I didn't like at first, hmm. and I ended up really loving. The dodge. Oh, yeah. Holy the shit. The fucking dodge. The perfect dodge. The dodge, again, is like one of the biggest steps forward for saying that this is an action game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what the quick turn was for the original game. The dodge is what this is in comparison to yeah. last year's remake. Um, the dodge was finicky at first. Cause you really got to get that timing right. Or else you do a drunk shuffle to the left or right. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the game, I was a fucking master dodger where it was just like the moment that a zombie looks at me crooked. I'm just like, and the the benefit from doing the dodge is that you can hold on to the left trigger to do a slow motion aim at their head. And it usually gives you a critical shot. So you're just making mulch out of a zombie's head. And it's super useful in boss fights against Mm. Nemesis, especially that last one, because you need to master that motherfucker. That's the only thing that kind of fucks me up where it's like they introduce the dodge and it doesn't seem essential until harder playthroughs exactly. like when you're going through it on nightmare or inferno when you have to know it at that point point. and that leads me to my second favorite thing about this game mm. the main campaign is so brief that you could you end up spanking the shit out of it after yeah. a while until you beat it on hardcore the third difficulty which unlocks mm. something called nightmare mode mm-hmm. that remixes enemy placements in yes. the game and item placements We've seen arranged modes in previous mm-hmm. games, but usually only for like deluxe editions or whatever. I love the fact that it comes out of box and it gives you a new experience for the same game, which mm-hmm. I was just like, dude, I wish RE2 did that. It was I, I liked it. And that was where you had the master the dodge. My reservation about this remix mode is they always go half cock with it. They never go full cock. So like seven did it where it's like okay hardcore mode the baker estate like the puzzles are kind of moved around and enemies show up in earlier spots but then after that all the puzzle placement and item placements basically the same Mm, that's fair and this game does the same shit where it's like 
in Raccoon City, some of the key items are different spots. And then from that point on, everything else is where it usually would be. Like somebody gave up. Yeah, somebody gave up. They just <laughs> half thought the idea out. But like, it yeah. is cool to have like enemies show up sooner than you would normally see or like see fucking liquors in the hospital. Which don't doesn't happen in the normal. Oh my God, that was yeah. so cool. Or yeah. the pale boys in the hospital. And everything is harder, which is, yeah. you know, that's my thing. Just, just fucking like ratchet up the difficulty on me on a Resident Evil mm. game. Like, just do it. It's what I want. I want to fucking hurt. What I do love is um, there is so much like replay value as there is with any Resident Evil game, and this game gives you basically currency that you get for doing certain things within the campaign. Say like you kill, I don't know, five hundred zombies. It gives you like maybe two thousand points, mm-hmm. and then you can use these points accumulative to buy unlockable items so like a you know infinite handgun or the hot dogger which is a fucking flaming knife that you slash at enemies and they burst into flames i still haven't used it it's awesome i got i gotta go back and use it but you get like recovery coins that like regenerate your health or defense coins or like the infinite uh rocket launcher which the coin thing yeah. that like the the special items that's an idea from re7 yeah. that I, uh, that's brilliant that they brought over to this in fact you you get a manual that was written by chris redfield yep. himself that actually um gives you a much more gracious dodge timing mm-hmm. if you have it in your inventory and that is almost necessary for, for the final fight yeah. and inferno difficulty yep. yeah so i i like those little additions i like the little bonus thing but i gotta tell you i gotta tell you when it comes to bonuses mm-hmm. like i'm saying how like some of it feels like reduced where the fuck is Mercenaries? Oh, God. They could have done so many cool things with it. I'm sorry. You give me this entire action-oriented Resident Evil where it has great gameplay, and you don't give me a fucking Mercenaries mode? Honestly, dog? one of my favorite Carlos segments, and I'm, I don't love Carlos. I don't love Carlos. But there is kind of like a horde mode in the hospital, um, which is fucking dope. And they could have had so many opportunities to put you in different settings and do that same thing. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Even if it was just like kind of an arcade mode where you run through like environments in the campaign getting mm-hmm. points, I would still be happy. Mm-hmm. What, like instead, they gave us Resident Evil Resistance. What What is it about the remakes that maybe breaks that idea for them where it's like th- maybe it takes away from the grounded nature of the remakes to oh. have this arcade mode? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's just money and time. I think they don't want to devote the resources into yeah. that, like for some fucking reason, and just like move on. From okay, it. but then to your point, they put money and assets and time towards resistance. Yeah, what what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Maybe because like uh, like in a boardroom, they're just like, oh, the kids are playing Dead by Daylight. Why don't we do our own asymmetrical horror game? Because like they've been trying to figure out multiplayer for this franchise for years and years. Mm-hmm. They've had unsuccessful attempts with like Operation Raccoon City, yes, and definitely unsuccessful with fucking umbrella core mm-hmm. god damn that was a mistake right so if you guys don't know resistance is kind of like a free multiplayer mode that comes with the game it's kind of like a asymmetrical game where you play as like one of four survivor types and they all have different class-based and elements they're all teenagers which is kind of cool they're okay so they're teenagers that were dropped in a simulation basically yeah like they wake up like they had just been roofied and they're like where am i and then fucking annette birkin's like i have monsters There's so many implications here <laughs> yeah it's it's really weird the whole premise for the multiplayer mode is weird <laughs> first of all Somebody had the whiteboard this. So, you play as uh, one of four roofy teenagers. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, what? That are stuck in these hor- griefing simulations where one mastermind throws zombies and dogs and all sorts of other bullshit that these idiot fanboys like seeing over and over again. Yeah. yeah they want liquors? We'll lick them right up. Here we go. 
<laughs> and then you you could also send out a special a special BOW. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. And you can play as that BOW. The kids are gonna fucking. They're gonna love it. They're gonna jizz their pants for this. We're gonna beat Dead by Daylight's numbers. We're gonna make uh, what's that other one look like dog shit? I don't know. Friday the Thirteenth, the game. Friday the Thirteenth. Friday, go fuck yourself. Evolve, de-evolve. Yeah, and instead it's like this game's gonna die within like a month. It's gonna be a, like a YouTube oddity for a yeah. little while. But it's like it's too janky, too experimental, mm. and too like just doesn't have a great through line for it to be revisitable right it's unfortunate because they saw such massive massive success with the multiplayer approach of uh, monster hunter world that maybe they could have applied some philosophy or maybe some cool replay value from that to this granted Mm -hmm. two different franchises altogether, but like give us a replayable mode that we'll want yeah like resistance feels weird like the mission structures are like okay it's they're all broken into the same three parts you know you're finding items to unlock a door or you're again finding items to unlock a door no your whole goal is to find items to unlock a door and in the meantime the mastermind player character is just sending hordes and hordes of things to annoy you Mm -hmm. and you'll probably die also if you can't get on a headset with your friends you will die immediately because it's impossible there's no way to signpost to like other people like i'm doing this or i want to go here like it's just not very it's not an even experience yeah you and i were playing on headset with the team and a team of four and the two other people like they were just doing their own thing or like say one of us gets like lost for a second it's so hard to find your teammates and yeah. kind of like come back together with them to like you know fortify defenses and and get the upper hand yeah that i don't know this this felt like one of those things where oh, first of all i'm glad that they had the wherewithal to say to themselves we can't sell this as a standalone product yes. <laughs> because they've had too many umbrella cores <laughs> mm-hmm. under their belt for to be able to do that but here here's one of two things that any resident evil fan would have told you to do one dedicate those assets into a robust mercenaries mode Mm -hmm. what the fuck right back in when revelations 2 came out their raid mode was this rpg light kind of expansion on mercenaries Mm -hmm. and people were writing articles and making videos about like yo there's actually a lot of replay value to this mode how do you hear that and say let's not do that let's not do that this has been a staple for the franchise for fucking years since what resident evil 3 nemesis originally years exactly mercenaries originated in nemesis how do you not put that in this game how is that a conversation that happens going unless this is going to be the one unless they're going to release it down the line as like free content or paid for i I, it hasn't been announced at all i don't think they're going to do it but Uh, yeah exactly but like they had so much potential to take kind of the same ideas from resistance you could still make a class-based mercenaries that would have been cool have your healer have your fucking like sabotage tech class have your brawlers mm-hmm. you know like i do like that aspect of resistance a lot the fact that each character plays very uniquely but like i just hate what i'm doing is then that's the thing too like if you would have done like a robust mercenaries we're operating off of the re engine there's so much potential to yeah. throw in characters from re7 re2 re3 yeah. maybe characters that haven't been remade in the engine yet mm-hmm. and just go fucking ham and be like hey we'll you know we'll unleash like unleash more levels and more shit you know mm-hmm. d- d- that's that's ready out of the box right that's ready out of the box and yet you went out of your way to make this thing that people want to drop like within three months yeah they're going to be seeing <laughs> the data and numbers on this and being like yeah Oof, we fucked up yeah they're gonna be like okay and then here's the other thing that any fan would have screamed for an actual true blue remake of resident evil outbreak 
okay? Because back on the PS2, there was mm-hmm. Outbreak 1 and 2, which included the zoo, by the way. Okay. And that was four players surviving together, much okay. like Resistances, but it there was no mastermind griefing them, and there was set enemy placements. Mm-hmm. But you had to survive together and get through... Uh, different portions of Raccoon City to end the levels, mm-hmm. and you would fight a boss enemy at the end of each level. That's, bing, bing. That's fucking bing, cool. That's money womb. right there. Bing, bing, boom. You would have fucking done it if the moment that you said, "Hey, by the way, Resident Evil Outbreak is free with three remake." People would have been like, "Can I buy 18? Yeah, <laughs> like it I'll pay been... eighty bucks for that. Hell, you could have even said like, "Hey, all we did was like recycle environments from part two and part three. Mm-hmm but made it co-op and people would have been like, yeah, this is great. I'd still be okay with that. What the fuck? Because there's so many amazing set pieces between the two games and the gameplay is phenomenal. I, I'm like, just saying, I just want to kick whoever, whoever greenlit. <laughs> I want to kick them straight in the ass for whoever greenlit resistance. Be like, no dog. It's fucking you, Charlie. The intern. You should have, you should have looked at each other and been like, can we just not chase trends and just go for what we're good at? Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. That's all I got. Yeah. They don't need to do that. Like Capcom is such a tenured company that they can do their own thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you set the fucking like benchmark for like co-op with like Monster Hunter World, like you were saying. Honestly, you set the benchmark now for what a lot of remakes should be doing too. Yeah, and you're telling me that you can't figure out how to give me a replayable mode. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a disappointment. Maybe it was their way of justifying. an expansion as a $60 game because like a lot of people have made the argument that resident evil three remake on its own should have just been like 40 bucks. And I don't disagree. Like, but like I do want, you know, I want the company to make their money back. I want the devs to get paid for the work they did. Cause it's still a lot of work to make an expansion or turn around and re- reuse assets and still make a full game. That's hard. Like I'm not shitting on that at all, but like it is a lesser experience in a lot of ways. <sighs> I just, Mm-mm. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of confused because it would have been easier for them to just recycle assets from the main campaign mm-hmm. and just add like time scores to it and more enemies and unlocks, mm-hmm. you, and you're done, dude. Yeah, you don't got to do shit. <laughs> you could just fucking sit back and watch watch all the money come in from Kevin buying all of your. Fu- I, if you put loot boxes and mercenaries, you'll see me yeah. put a fucking credit card through the Capcom <laughs> cash box there. I mean, they got fucking loot boxes and <laughs> resistance, but I don't give a shit. I don't give any shit. Oh, they're adding Jill to resistance. I still don't care. Also, who gives a shit about these characters? Who? Well, why did you give me characters that were teenagers made up? teenagers who's johnny sandwich who's johnny sandwich martin sandwich who the fuck is that who the fuck is that what is this <laughs> you got fucking jessica simpson you got all these fucking whack-ass characters yeah i don't i don't you you see what they did with jill valentine in the campaign and you're like capcom seems to understand that we really like these characters mm-hmm. and revisiting these characters and then they continue to go hey fuck that let's go this way with it <laughs> go this way entirely i will say to its credit project resistance did make me want one thing and it is a cabin in the woods type like asynchronous game because that's fucking ripe for it yeah that's true actually that that actually is your gameplay blueprint for it but just don't do it this goofy Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel that good also there's no dodge there's no dodge no you got us used to the dodge and then you took it away from us Capcom giveth and Capcom taketh. Like, I get that it was developed by a different team, but you still have same fucking resources. They were withholding the dodge. They're like, this is ours. This is a this proprietary is dodge. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they were gonna ship it out. They were like, no, 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 no. This, this is a secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a secret sauce. But like through and through, otherwise, I think it's a it's a pretty standout game. Doesn't hold a torch necessarily to all that too accomplished mm-hmm. um i think the story is fine 
but again like it's kind of a very small story like the original one was but i like kind of where it ends right where you kind of get like carlos and jill like you know they survived the incident they nuked another town and now they're fucking flying off in a helicopter into the, the sunset and then you kind of get the idea that like jill's work isn't done yeah which is really neat which also like what are you trying to say, my my dudes? What mm-hmm. are you trying to say? Because we don't have another former game starring Jill for mm-hmm. you to remake. So you best be bringing your best shit, Capcom. Mm-hmm. You know what I really want out of this? Because people are like, I hope they remake 4. Fuck off. Yeah. I hope they remake Code Veronica. Well, honestly, I'd be on board with that because that game needs a remake. But, 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 you know what I really want? Mm, tell me. I want a sequel to these remakes that isn't a remake. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be that'd be fresh, honestly. Give me something new that feels like these games. Revisit these characters to give us an actual continuity with them. Yeah, because a lot of people are making the argument that these remakes create a new timeline within themselves. Yeah. So why can't you do something different? Surprise me, man. Like, give me something else. Don, like, I would almost be disappointed if, like, their next remake was, like, um remake one instead of just like no dude there's so much fucking foundation that you let like what if jill and carlos meet up with leon and claire in some alt yeah. universe like let's go storm umbrella that would situation be honestly like i i like the idea of them rolling it into code veronica and doing something different with it yeah what if code veronica was a different beast entirely mm-hmm. but it still had the dna of code veronica mm-hmm. but jill's but jill's back there. and fucking maybe carlo shows up for two seconds mm. you know he has a haircut this time around <laughs> yeah shave that man's head shave that chia <laughs> make him respectable looking he's a fucking mess chris you can reintroduce yep. chris because he was a big part of code veronica there's something there mm-hmm. um, and the setting is cool too like you tell me that you go to antarctica yeah and that's fucking awesome any game where i'm in the fucking frozen tundra fighting zombies is fucking awesome Actually, Code Veronica has some really cool boss fights that if they were to, like, remake that or revisit it, mm-hmm. especially with the blueprint of how they did boss fights in Part 3, mm-hmm. that could be a very special game. Is there a tyrant type yeah. in that? Okay. Oh, yeah, there is. And he's only the mid-stage boss. Oh. Yeah, he's not the ending boss. Oh, cool. The ending boss is horrible. Oh. Yeah, horrible. Not terrifying. And a little hot. Oh. She's got titties. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> horrified by titties but you gotta shoot the pustules off of them (laughs) that would be the worst in the world (laughs) but yeah there that's i think i want to see them forge a new direction almost Mm -hmm. for for these well that's still familiar because that's like what it is i mean we we talked about on our other our news episode that part eight is calling back to like resident evil 4 while still forging a new identity for it Mm -hmm. i think you can continue doing that because i feel like you're gonna run out of runway real quick if you just keep on looking at your old games yeah and going how do we make it prettier and it's like well cool but i think the learning lesson here too is if you do continue remaking don't just try to spit one out in a year Mm -hmm. fucking give it more time pump the brakes and say this needs to be an event you know yeah yeah and i think we were both hoping for that out of re3 of like oh wow uh, part two was such a resonant thing and i remember just saying like you kept saying it. i like, don't think it's going to be as well received yeah. as two you're like temper your expectations it's not going to review yeah. well it's not going to like be nearly the same game and you were right like this game has been disappointing for people i mean all you had to tell me is it's coming out less than a year after part two and I'd be like ooh, yeah <laughs> you know well the rumor was that it was actually 
part two wasn't originally two was supposed to be a combination of two and three as a giant remake but that was just that was probably just too much scope to get away with they had been working on three make for three years i believe so there was some time that had been put into it but it's just like they were able to turn it around and push it out within the the year that the last one came out which was just that's crazy like that doesn't happen too often anymore unless you're fucking ubisoft no that actually only used to happen back in the original resident evil days where Mm -hmm. it was just like part two came out in 1999 Mm -hmm. or sorry came out end of 98 Mm -hmm. and then in 99 part three came out and then in 2000 code veronica Veronica came came out out. like that just capcom wouldn't stop (laughs) they were like jill trying to run over nemesis with a car they're just like trying to run over the bank account yes (laughs) but then i do like that they kind of took a three-year break and then did a remake and then resident evil 4 after that so yeah and then zero fit somewhere around there there. i think it was actually between remake and four yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't know do you think that the series needs to fucking take a little pause real quick we're getting too much resident evil too quick i think the remake track should maybe take some time seed a new idea do something different Mm -hmm. um especially if you're going to keep doing resident evil unless you throw a curveball and remake dino crisis which would be cool that's what they should be. Doing That's next. honestly that should be their next thing and kind of be like feeding interest and fan intrigue into that because it's clear that people want it. But um, okay. otherwise, like they do this shift in this pivot, right? Where it's like, here's our remake track, here's Resident Evil Eight Village, and I'm excited to see what that is, even though it is seems like a vast departure with some of like you know the enemy types and supernatural elements and all that. But like that'll have our attention while they're working on something else behind our backs mm-hmm. and then fucking next digital e3 2022 they're gonna be like here's fucking you know code veronica remake or some shit. yeah you some know? shit we'll so. see what's up but hey at least we know probably for a fact the next remake will be completely next gen mm-hmm. so that'll be cool that's kind of cool see re engine in yeah. uh, next gen no? yeah because they they were saying that what re8 is going to be cross-gen yeah so. cross-gen so I would be interested to see a fully next gen, something mm-hmm. that isn't going back either, right? Yeah. See what the see what this looks like if you could not have to trick people into like little uh, loading tricks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. See what what would Resident Evil look like if you could just render an entire fucking environment at once? Because actually, Part Two did that a little. Part bit. Part Two did that very smartly because you spend yeah. like half the game in the RPD and like all the enemies stay where they are. You go through a door and it's like there's no wait time. The only thing that really loads is like when you're going to an entirely new environment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like when you go to the sewers, I think there's like one pause. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. I think um, Taken Together, Part 2 and Part 3, are some of the most successful entries as mm-hmm. far as what Resident Evil is. Because sure. it's it's a tale of two identities, right? Mm-hmm. One, survival horror. The other, action horror. Yeah. And they're probably, like, they're the best examples of both yeah, in this it's, franchise. It's two sides of the same coin, honestly, yeah. and they're very like complementary. Which is... Do you mean the unicorn medallion? Two sides of the same unicorn yeah, medallion, Yeah, two sides of the right? same unicorn medallion, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, but I... They, yeah, they are... They're complementary, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, one's not a successor to the other. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And I, I know that's disappointing for people, but mm-hmm. that's what it is. I still love it. I still play the shit out of it. Yeah, I fucking... Six days straight playing that game nonstop. Got the platinum fucking on stream yeah. fucking... Our buddy Dave got the platinum, which is fucking crazy. He's got because... the best time that I know of for Inferno mode. He, he beat it in an hour six. Yeah. I, He's I've, getting slimmer every day. I've only done an hour 15. Yeah. My dude, he figured that game out. He can see the code when he gets into the game. You <laughs> can see it running up the walls. <laughs> Resident Evil, Code Dave. Code Dave. <laughs> That's my favorite sequel. 
But um, as a whole, like, yeah, I liked it. Um, it's callbacks to Resident Evil 2 were great. Like, the interactions with Jill, with Kendo, and going to the RPD and all this other shit was fucking brilliant. Um, so by and large, some of my favorite moments were the boss fights and cinematics. And I think as a whole, RE3 had way better boss var- or enemy variations. Like, way more different encounters that were really cool. But... Mm you look back at two and it's like, well, it had the perfect fucking tyrant, you know, had the perfect fucking tyrant, had the perfect balance of puzzles and exploration and shit like that. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be this point. If you're looking for more of like an exploratory game, Mm -hmm. it ain't, this ain't it, homie. My issue is like, I'm driving this car. It's a new model. It's called RE3. It's, it was fucking given to me by fucking, uh, I don't know, Honda. Right. But in my rear views and in my side views, side mirrors all i see is re2 remake <laughs> i'm just looking back at what was last year's event game for me you know <laughs> i miss you yeah. i miss claire yeah i miss claire i want to i want to see what else claire's up to man i'm a little bummed that they didn't give more unlockable outfits to jill there is actually only one technically on disc yeah which is the stars outfit which it's is really, really good i like it a lot it's really good it actually looks great in the re engine mm-hmm. but um they as a pre-order bonus they do her original outfit or a reimagining of her mm-hmm. original skirt and two the top. skort it's a skort oh yeah. my god people were mad that gamers it's a are gonna take capcom to court over the skort yo take it a skort court skort gate <laughs> 2020 2020 <laughs> people are so mad because there are shots where it's like oh you, i'm gonna get a panty shot and then you thought your, your heart drops the moment yeah. you realize that she's being modest in the face of evil <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want nemesis looking up that shit let me tell you yeah. what yeah he's got tentacles that's a bad situation it's a real bad situation this isn't deviant art this is a triple a video game yeah <laughs> you understand i'm me? sure there's tons of art of nemesis and his infected zombies with tentacle heads all like cornering her and getting nasty with her i really just like that was a journey <laughs> waiting for what the end of that sentence could have been yeah it could have been anything it could have been anything. it was modest yeah you, you like chose a conservative approach to that <laughs> yeah. one yeah you chose a skort of of risky statements <laughs> oh man well any closing thoughts capcom captain uh the capcom captain is pleased with Mm -hmm. this game but i think it's more like getting head when you just want to fuck oh shit (laughs) and let me tell you no no resident evil 2 fucks let's not dance around that statement this is like getting good head where like you're getting ball action too oh yeah no no like hard ball action don't get me wrong all right you you might even feel pinky at a certain point and you know what you'll let it happen you're not used to it but you'll let it happen re2 fucks re2 fucks it opened a third eye i never knew i had re2 is the kind of fucking where you need to take a break go drink some juice and then get right back into it yeah okay resident evil 3 is just like okay i need to go home my parents are 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 waiting they're waiting for me they want to have dinner (laughs) it's the weirdest way to explain a review but actually that's gonna be our new barometer does this game fuck or not yeah does this game make you want to fucking dump gatorade on your body and play a second playthrough or go home to your parents would you shave first for this game <laughs> wow oh what are, what, are, what are your uh last thoughts on uh resident evil 3 drop the nemesis why did they drop the nemesis was it just like the whole social network the facebook thing it was, it was just cleaner it was just cleaner yeah what if they just called it re3 and refused to like say resident or evil hmm. ever i would have been like what is it re3 Re3. A Raw 3. What if they called it Resident Evil 2 Nemesis? 
Oh. That'd piss people off. Oh, that would be truer to the sentiment, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I mean, all my thoughts are going to be kind of echoed the same. Um, I, I think it's a, like a great Resident Evil game. It's definitely one of the best modern ones. I mean, for me, it goes like RE2, RE7, and then this, because I, like, I think they all do fundamentally different things while all kind of like evolving the modern systems that RE7 put in place back in 2017. And it's all been brilliant evolutions. Yeah. This is a perfect blending of action horror. Like you said, I do wish there were more puzzles. Um, I wish the, you know... AI system was a little better, but for the most part, I'm pleased with Jill's journey, and I think uh, it, it was a fun time. Like, the, the, there's a good reason why I sat down and played it like fucking six times in a row because like I did have a genuine <laughs> good time with it. So I mean, I would have done that for a bad Resident Evil game. You would, <laughs> well, yeah. except for Resistance. Get fucked, Resistance. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah, Get makes me want to play. Fuck, just go back to World War Z. That's a better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a better that's zombie a game. Way better game than Resistance. Well, for better sure. zombie multiplayer game. Better say. zombie multi. Yeah, there's so many words mm-hmm. to define here. You know what I'm saying? Does the game fuck or not? That's all we care about. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts for you? Uh, I think I gave my my fuckery thoughts on it. Okay, and we cool. already talked about where what would be cool to see next, but um, I will hold out hope that they instead of just supporting resistance because i don't think they're gonna get like, a lot of returns out of that mm-hmm. that they do give us some maybe some bonus dlc for mm-hmm. resident evil 3 just to pad out some shit a little bit mm-hmm. like i said if you don't want to give us mercenaries give us an arcade mode or something mm-hmm. some something to give me another reason to spool it up because what's there is still good enough for me to want to re- revisit right mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I honestly look at it and go like, nah, I'm sure all their their teams are either working on part eight or they have some other fucking team working on um, like resistance. And then let's not forget all of these efforts happened and were released before uh, what happened with COVID. Yeah. So that could have a huge impact on how they support these games or decide to allocate their resources. So Unless they're bullish like fucking CD Projekt Red with their offshore bank accounts. With their offshore, their fucking Geralt Gold, their vaults. We, we, what are they trying to say with that? That they've been avoiding like taxes? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, uh, if I had to guess, Capcom Captain has been through a lot of Capcom storms. Mm-hmm. And I think this is it for Resident Evil 3. I think this is all you're going to see. Which is fine. That's fair. You, honestly, I feel like 2 got more support just because it was so beloved. And they they knew that they could keep doing cool stuff with it. Like, you know, in terms of the free updates or the Jill note that you find. Whereas this, like, I feel like they're just going to abandon it like they did the original one. Like, yeah. cool, we made it. Now let's move on to the next thing. Exactly. So, and that is that is what it is, you know? Right? And, like, you know, maybe from a business standpoint, that makes sense. Because it's like, hey, I can charge you another 60 bucks for part eight. Yeah. Rather than, like, give you free fucking DLC for uh, exactly. part three or something like that. And also, too, we got to keep in mind, Capcom makes other franchises. Like, Resident what? Evil isn't the only thing that they what? do. What? Yeah. Sp- spit those words out of your mouth, boy. <laughs> Make another franchise? What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about there, boy? <laughs> what do they got? Boy, I'll fucking backhand you. What are they making? Darkstalkers? What are they? What, what are you talking about there, boy? <laughs> Capcom make other game? Do you see them ever doing like a VR treatment for the remake games like they did with 7? I don't think so because the games are definitely made around the fact that they're third person. So mm-hmm. I think it was way easier for uh, RE7 to fit into that yeah. mold. Actually, rumor is Part 8 is going to go back to VR as well awesome yeah well so i'm not saying like do the whole game like do cross sections like maybe you could do like hey explore jill's apartment in vr you know touch her panties drink beer what 
What was that? What? Take her pills. Drink a beer? What? what? <laughs> Drink a beer? You or, go through a lot of emotions here. Or like RE2 remake, where it's like, okay, maybe you can just kind of go through the RPD and do puzzles, and it's maybe a lighter mode, you know? Maybe you maybe. just, you have some zombies you encounter, and like, you do encounter Mr. X, but he's less of a threat, you know? Um, I mean, there's always room for maybe. Sure. You, if you want my true impression, I think that... I think there will be a world where they remake these remakes one day. Mm. Yep. Okay. You know, like they, they just try to revisit the RPD or Raccoon City yeah. in some form or fashion. We're going to be talking about it on like, you know, the next 10, 15 years. Save Room episode 210. Mark yeah. my words. We're talking about fucking RE3 remake remake. You remember when they <laughs> fucking remade Resident Evil 2 the first time, huh? Well, now it's advanced. Now that the, the PlayStation could suck us off. <laughs> Way different here. Let me tell you, liquor, I hardly know her. <laughs> you didn't know that last D in SSD stood for dick. Oh, shit. <laughs> Supreme sucking dick. Supreme sucking dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see what what happens. Um, I think these games are brilliant. Yeah, I do think that Capcom has hit quite a swerve with mm-hmm. how they manage the horror elements and the action elements and the game design and all mm-hmm. that. I love these remakes for what they are, even if they aren't 100% se- successful, and I do mean R3. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm also so excited to see Capcom just move in new directions, mm-hmm. too. You know, because like, remember, we wouldn't have seven if they didn't decide we need the reset, mm-hmm. right? So, and I also love that they don't sacrifice their lore mm-hmm. to reset. You know, they could have rebooted these games over and over again and yeah. destroyed continuity, but they refuse to for some reason mm-hmm. they're just like no no no. stars raccoon zombies yeah. umbrella like this dna is important to them just as is important to fans and yeah i like that they continue with that legacy seven felt like a weird reboot in ways where it's like hey we're going back to our roots we're going to introduce these core ideas of blue umbrella and these things that have happened that you can kind of see in contextual little items like books yes or notes seeding the fact that this isn't ignoring continuity yeah and then have crispy in there and kind of have to be this kind of forking timeline you know where it's like we're doing different things with these characters that you kind of already knew yeah isn't that the interesting question are is seven and eight mindful of the continuity of the remakes or are we to assume that four five six is what it's like coming after you know it's like i i think that i want to see what capcom like how they reconcile or answer that question mm-hmm. going forward because there are it's just so weird to see things from seven in the remakes mm-hmm. where you're just like that's the bolt cutter <gasps> wartime photo journalism. i mean okay you yeah, know, yeah just like reuse yeah, yeah. assets is one thing we use assets yeah. but it's almost just like is there something else that they're trying to connect these tissues together i don't know I don't know either. Honestly, it's, I it's think a complicated that, answer. Right? I think that's a very loose pull um, mm. where it's like these are just key items that you use. Well, no, I, I guess I mean to say because there is evidence here and there about like, well, they they seem to be setting up or even talking about the direction of where the games start yeah. to go. Right. Where yeah. it's like four is a thing, maybe mm-hmm. in part three, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, I want to see what happens with how they merge these worlds or do they just continue ignoring <laughs> anything that had to do with the old mm-hmm. games and just continue going like well chris is here what's chris been through we don't talk about that we don't talk about chris's past that's yeah. kind of this like unspoken thing we don't talk about chris <laughs> well where's jill right now Pfft, who knows yeah. <laughs> like i hate that yeah i want answers you know yeah i would hate if they kept moving forward but they didn't answer the questions of like okay where's chris where's chris like proper in these remakes you know where what happened to fucking claire and, and leon after all of it mm-hmm you know maybe we're putting a lot of expectations on what they're going to do with this remix they might even just walk away after two and three 
Like, it's a possibility that they might not keep remaking these original games. Probably. I mean, can so. do you look at 7 and say to yourself, oh, yeah, they're, they're still really keeping the spirit of 4, 5, and 6. No, they walked away from them. Exactly. They walked away from those games. Mm. They're like, fuck these games. But Chris, he's a good guy. Like, we'll- I feel like these 2 and 3 were things that they wanted to do because maybe fans really, really wanted it. Much like when they did remake back in 2002 for the first game. They reimagined these games in a context in modern time that they maybe couldn't have done things with initially and now they can fully flesh out these visions you know and i think that's really fucking cool maybe they don't have that same gusto for you know four or five six or code veronica you know who who knows maybe that's my final thought on resident evil 3 as Mm -hmm. much as i love the game it felt like this was an opportunity for them to realize the vision they set out back in 1999 Mm -hmm. and didn't yeah it feels less like a love letter like two did and more of like an obligation like a social obligation that's a good way to put it it yeah. feels like an obligation like yeah. somebody said pump it out yeah. you know and like that was kind of a mistake i in an ideal world this game wouldn't come out until next year mm-hmm. but it didn't this is what we got yeah bop, i'm bop, still bop. glad we got it like i yeah. still had fun with it still love it so still i'm not gonna turn i'm not gonna take it back to the gamestop you know and trade it in for gamestop points uh, fucking pikachu I mean, yeah, they closed the GameStop, dude. We're going to have to really get good at our dodge roll, roll and, like, dodge people trying to grab us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Me navigating through a Fred Meyer using the perfect dodge to get to my fucking salads. <laughs> my salads. Well, good thing that you wore, uh, you read wartime photo journals. Exactly. Well, guys, let's end this one. Roommates, I think that's all we got on this uh, review episode. Thank you for joining us. You know, the save room was founded both on a love for video games and a love for Resident Evil. It's true. So, you know, we appreciate you listening. Um, if you didn't know, we are the only podcast that reviews things that other people don't want to review. You can find us over at soundcloud.com slash the save room show, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google play everywhere. Hey, Hey, Hey. Um, you can also find us over at Twitch streaming resident evil over and over again, Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb mm-hmm. and me at twitch.tv slash dungeons and Daniels. We're trying to get those speed runs down and better. I want to get to like hour. Yeah. I feel like I could do it. I, I could have had a tighter speed run when I when I did my last playthrough. But I was drunk. You were and drunk. my fingers were fat and sweaty and it was stupid. But I also want to go back to seven and get better at that speed run because I've I feel like I've strayed far from God's light. You know, what's and maybe there's something to that core where it's like when you think about the the basis of Resident Evil, all of these incidents happen because somebody had fat thumbs. It's true. Drop the T virus. Oh fuck. <laughs> Wasn't that the fucking whole premise of the first movie with Mila Jovovich? Like somebody fucking fat thumb fumbled the vial and it broke. Yeah, somebody couldn't balance their hot pocket in the vial yeah. at the same time, so they they prioritize the hot pocket and here we are, end of the world. Fucking Newman. I know. Newman. I, I think of um You think of for Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are we doing? Yeah. Do you think there's a connection to Resident Evil <laughs> and Jurassic Park? Yeah, they take place in the same world. Did you not notice the wartime photography on Newman's desk? Oh my god, Umbrella owns engine. Yeah. (gasps) (gasps) And last shout out here, if you guys want to give us some love or hate for our Resident Evil 3 takes, uh, shout at us over at Twitter, at Save Room Show. That's about it. You could do that if you want to. Yeah, do it. Well, thank you guys for listening. Mm -hmm. And remember, ink ribbons. You need them in some of the games, not this one. Yeah, that that was a weird thing that they left out that they could have put in... uh, inferno mode i know i mean i thought i thought it was cool that they're like hey fuck your auto saves yeah yeah that was pretty. it was it reminded me of dead space uh two's hard to the core mode where it's like you had to plan where you were gonna save how many saves do you get in that one three because you only oh shit you only get five dead space two is a longer game dead space two is a longer game and it's a harder game that's ridiculous yeah 
Yeah, through and through, I think this game was kind of easy. Yeah. Especially in comparison to Resident Evil 2. Yeah, it really was. So. I Like, hardcore mode in Resident Evil 2, I feel, was harder than nightmare mode mm-hmm. in RE3. Yeah. Inferno, the jury's out. I don't know. I use a rocket launcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we kind of broke the metrics on that I, one. I couldn't even tell you. I'm just like, four! And then, like, yeah. shoot a fucking rocket in Nemesis' mouth. <laughs> Pretty great that you didn't have to manually reload it either. Ah, oh, it's great. Pretty sweet. It's perfect. perfect. Well, roommates, I just want you to know that you're all stars in our eyes. Oh, We love you all. That was cute. Yeah. That was cute. That was like a bullet for my Valentine right yeah. there. Oh, a bullet for my Jill Valentine. Oh, Jill the Thrill. Jill the Thrill. Yeah. Well, what else you got here? Jillian Air. What? Jillian Air. Jillian Air. Yeah. Uh, C- Carlo... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. Stars. Stars. That was good. Mm -hmm. I like that.